Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's queer movie night. Hi. <laughs> I hope that I think that we should put all of this in the episode every time yeah. we try to say hi. Um, <laughs> let's just start. My name's Peyton. My name's Deb. Welcome to Queer Movie Night. <laughs> um, we have a very special guest today, um, Jordan Stafford, who is a good Hello. friend of both of us. Hi, hello, thank hello. you so much for being here. I was scared thank you to for talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I try to like bring people in as soon as possible because I hate <laughs> having them sit in silence. So um, thank you for doing this with us. Thank How you are you for doing? Having me. I'm doing exactly. all right. I, I'm visiting my uh, mama in uh, Detroit and uh, nice. we've been having some good bonding time. So yeah. Nice. How long have you been there? Uh, I, I got here last Monday. How long yeah. are you staying? Till the end of the month. And then I'm right. going to come back again for Thanksgiving. Nice. Lovely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't been grocery shopping, so it's going to be nice to have food. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. Are you enjoying your time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really nice. We've been watching, uh, we watched some um, last week. The plan was, was that we were so, she just got her uh, VCR fixed, which yeah. is so bizarre. So my cousin got her VCR thing. fixed, though. And uh, we just been watching like old like VHSs. So we watched like home videos. I got to see little baby me, which was really nice. Oh, so cute. And then we watched like a couple uh, movies that we just used to have from back in the day. So it was really good. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. I wish I had a VCR. Well, <laughs> you're in luck. Yeah, I because... guess I know where to find one. <laughs> They're just so nostalgic, you know? You don't get that anymore. We were, mm-hmm. uh, My wife and I were just talking about how we missed going to the video store and, like, how it was a whole thing. It was a whole night, you know? Yeah, going so to Blockbuster, true. yeah. It had a smell. Like, video stores had a smell. And they did. Around, <laughs> the one movie you'd want, there'd be, like, 20 of the new releases and you couldn't find one. All of them didn't have, like, you know, they were, like, missing and you were like, oh, man, that's a really specific scenario. <laughs> <laughs> no i i loved blockbuster blockbuster was where it was at and then my favorite thing was like if you really really wanted that movie you could pay for it and then in some cases Ooh. you just vanished <laughs> but they did, have you, they did have you on account they did have you on account <laughs> so it was just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. i think after um uh so many days i think they just charged you for the movie i think yeah so technically yeah. we didn't win but in my mind in my mind we won <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants a copy of reese witherspoon's wild i have the red box dvd that i've had i don't know how i got it i did not rent it it's been in my dvd collection for five years Ooh. i do want to borrow it because i haven't seen it and i you do have see it. it i've never <laughs> even watched it <laughs> You don't want to see, you don't want to watch Reese and Laura Dern? Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of those movies where I'm like, I'm sure I would love this. I love both of those yeah. movies. Why don't I just watch it? And I just have yeah. it. 
Why? <laughs> maybe it feels dirty. Um, maybe that's maybe. Funny. I don't know. <laughs> um. So today's episode we're doing um, about, it's about uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything from Julie uh, Newmar. Um, <laughs> but most, most people just call it Tu Wong Fu, but that's yeah. the full title. Um, Jordan, what is your experience um, with uh, first queer films in general? And then um, how did you... Um, learn about this film in particular so i like when i was younger i watched like a small portion of it i didn't even i don't know what the i didn't know what the story was about but i knew wesley snipes patrick swayze and uh john were in it so i was just like oh i I, i've seen these people before this is locked in my head i just don't know what that movie is and then recently some friends were like let's have like a little watch party in our yard and uh we went over there and we watched it uh all all queer peeps just sitting in the back chilling watching tu wong fu uh my my history with queer movies is uh rough because for the longest time i was like supremely just deep 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 in the closet so i tried to avoid it as much as possible because like i was like i can't face this i can't face this <laughs> just yet it's gonna show me everything so the only thing that I had watched that was kind of queer, but not really, right, was Will and Grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some may say it's the queerest. <laughs> Some might say that, but Will, Will indeed was not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was, so that was like all I had seen. Oh. And, and Sean then, Hayes uh, was in the closet too when they filmed it too. Yeah. No way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was still in the closet when. How he was on the show. Sean Hayes is so gay. <laughs> but people were like, he's playing it well. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> he's nailing it. So yeah, I hadn't really watched a lot. So now I think I started like I think there just was one day after I came out where I like went sat on uh, my couch after work and I like binge watched a bunch of movies on Netflix. And then uh, the the first movie I saw after I came out was uh, uh, the one that, I, <laughs> uh, Love, Simon, that was the one I saw. Oh, nice. I was like, there's a, that's the one I saw. That's and I was just like, movie. it was a, it is a lovely movie. I still am kind of, I feel a certain kind of way that in both that movie and the series, <laughs> They couldn't find like a lead that was gay. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that was the. I was like, because, really but apparently point. there aren't any young gay actors in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> There's none. There's none. Not a single one. There's none. I've never met anybody who's gay. I don't think there are any. Truly. <laughs> no. What are they? One percent of the population. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, gays don't film. <laughs> they just do stage. <laughs> they, they're like vampires. They don't show up on film. They don't like show vampires up don't film. show up in mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a discussion that we've had a few times on here because I think oh, yeah. the majority of the movies that we've, uh, definitely the majority of the movies we've done have featured straight actors as gay characters. Well, this one too. Um, there's just <laughs> this one too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I had actually seen it as a kid too. 
Um, and it's like, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think the cool thing about me seeing it as a kid, cause I watched it a few times cause I really liked it when I was younger. Um, is that, um, I really, I think it's, I think it's a good movie for, uh, younger people to see because mm -hmm. it's not very inappropriate. Um, and it's, it's um it puts um even though it's not a completely accurate depiction of uh drag queens it puts mm -hmm. them in a positive light so like when i was younger i was like i could tell that these were men dressing as women and i was like mm -hmm. but, but they're nice people and they like helped all these people in the movie and like um like i remember watching the brady bunch and seeing rupaul and like even though rupaul is a drag queen i thought that he was a woman in those movies because mm -hmm. that's how he's depicted. But in um, in Tu Wong Fu, you see them um, sort of transform from men into women. So that it's not it's not like that you can pretend, mm -hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. Well, that makes total sense. And I, I agree with you on that sense where it's just like, I do think that it's one of those movies that even though it does have its like dated things, for mm -hmm. a younger crew, it does show you like, yes, Wesley Snipes, Straight man, okay, all day. <laughs> but when he was Noxima, you know what I mean? That's that was like some representation. That was like, I mean, it, until you found out, that was queer representation of uh, a black person on screen, mm. which you never yeah. saw back in the day. Like I know for yeah. me, for a fact, I never. I mean, aside from RuPaul, who I I really hadn't, as a younger person, I really hadn't delved into uh, drag yet, so I didn't really know RuPaul that much, but. Uh, just having that, now looking back on it, it would have been cool to have seen like that kind of representation. Cause I think that movies like uh, Moonlight and stuff came out later, but now you think yeah. about this generation and what they have and they have so much to show them that, yeah, you, you too can be, <laughs> you too can be gay. <laughs> you, you too can. You know? <laughs> the door is um, open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had you had you seen this movie before, Deb? No. I'm so no. It's it's got such a crazy cast. It's got like such a good cast, like all across the board. Mm -hmm. The cast was my favorite part. Um yeah. I have no idea how I've never seen this movie. It is so up my alley. And <laughs> I love the the cast was so stacked of like of like C list. Actors were still working to this day, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I thought was really fun. Um, and it was, I don't know. Okay. There was also like Blythe Danner, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother plays like don't the town gossip. Started on Blythe Danner. I love Blythe <laughs> so much. And I thought she was so good in this movie. I thought, oh my God. And then the mom from A Christmas Story. And then we had, what's her name? Beth Grant, that actress who's in everything. She's been in mm -hmm. everything from the 90s. Mm -hmm. She was in Speed. That's what I love her in. <laughs> Stalker Channing. So Stalker, Channing. Stalker Channing. <laughs> what the fuck was this cast? And the, the most shocking, I was like not as shocked about John or Patrick. It was Wesley. I was yeah. like, Wesley Snipes <laughs> is one of the drag queens. He was incredible. And they the part all, about it, they, yeah, I love his like, storyline too. Mm -hmm. Leslie Snipes' storyline with the um with the older lady. Mm -hmm. oh gosh, that yeah. was so cute. It was yeah. Cute. Uh, it got her to talk. You know, she yeah. was like the <laughs> I I I did love that 
they did as best as they could. They played it very truthfully. They didn't really like camp it up or like turn it up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they might have had like some moments like real brief, but like it it was just a very like straight like performance. Like they didn't add anything new to it. It was I, that's what I liked about it. That's why I was just like that's what made it bearable. They weren't just like yeah. gallivanting around, just like just being big, like too big. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. It was nice. Yeah. So that was yeah. Yeah, I read that um, the the one part, uh, Chi-Chi, was written specifically for John, um, but uh, there were a lot of, like, Hollywood actors um, who were interested in the Vita role that Patrick Swayze played, which is interesting because, like, I feel like that was so early on. I think this was, like, 1990 or 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was 1995. But um, th- they were just like getting out of that time where like straight actors were afraid to play gay roles because Mm. they thought that they would get blacklisted. So I think it was interesting, like a lot of big names, um, Tom Cruise um, and a couple other ones were interested in the role. Um, But Patrick Swayze like was really like gunning for it. Um, And um, they say that like on set, he was very serious and like he didn't, he he took the role very seriously and and wasn't like, it wasn't a joke to him. And I think that, um, I mean, unfortunately he's a straight actor, but um, it was nice to know that there was a lot of sensitivity going on, Mm -hmm. like in the filming of the movie um, and that they were taking it seriously. And so that kind of, I think that echoes like sort of what you were saying, Jordan. Mm -hmm. That's true. He really did. He he went in on that role. Like it was just like Patrick was like they're like Patrick is gone. <laughs> Patrick who? There's only like, Vita. Who? There's only Vita. <laughs> just walks on set fully dressed. Only. I think he did actually. I think he did. I believe it. Yeah. Was he was he uh, like a like a method kind of actor? Or was he? Just I like, think so. I think. At, at least for this movie, I think he was. He's also a. Uh, he was also like a a dancer. Um, obviously in Dirty Dancing, but just in general. Um, and I think that helped him get this role. And um, as part of the auditioning, he he had um, walked the streets of New York in drag and sort of like his goal was like to sort of pass as a woman. So he was going for like a very naturalistic um, mm-hmm. type of performance. Um, something that's kind of interesting and like a lot of people talk about with this movie is that like um, these three uh, individuals identify as um, drag queens as opposed to um, transgender, mm-hmm. um, but they are in drag the whole film. They're in uh, the which whole dra- time. Yeah, which which drag queens um, are t- um, for the most part, as far as I know, um, don't do. They're, they're just drag as more of a performance than a way of life. My um, thing was like, when I was looking at it, I was like, they are, <laughs> they, they've been tucked this whole time. <laughs> like, it's just, just the thought of them just like, they're just like, we have to keep it up. Like they're just tucked this whole time. And I'm just like, you didn't pee. You didn't do anything. <laughs> like, but the clothes they were wearing wouldn't necessarily require them to tuck. Yeah. I think, yeah. The the outfits that they had on, they were just very, they're very like, oh yeah, you you wouldn't be able to tell. But it, I was just laughing at the thought that they were just like, <laughs> it's just duct tape just between them the whole time. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And then it, it is like in the film, they really do seem to be living their lives as women. And mm. so, and something about Patrick Swayze's storyline, um, uh, Vita's storyline is that like, she, uh, she had to leave home because her parents didn't accept her. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a really touching moment at the end when um, Stalker Channing's character says, like, I love you, Vita. And mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze says, or Vita says, I've been waiting so long to hear someone say that with that name. And that's um, that's not really the type of... Um, that really denotes that kind of like they see themselves as women as opposed to drag queens is, mm-hmm. is how that reads to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even um, with Chi uh, Chi's storyline of like um, wanting to find that romance, but as a woman, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they want to live their lives as women as opposed to being drag queens the way that the film says that they are. That's the question that I had leaving it was that, of that time and the people that were writing this movie, I was wondering what their like understanding of drag yeah, was. the misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what was the line where it was just like, this is trans and then this is drag. Like I, I for some reason, because they never got out of drag again, it kind of just stayed in that world where I was just like, Oh, you think that drag and trans are like the same thing or like in that same bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like also part of like of its time mm-hmm. because they do have that conversation of like, this is what a drag queen and this is what a transsexual is. Mm-hmm. The sort of outdated terms, but they say, um, they sort of specify that like trans uh, sexual is um, someone who's had the surgery, which, which in today, in today's time is like we have more of a nuanced view of like what a transgender person is and like how Mm. people choose to identify. So I think it's definitely a product of its time for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The the whole thing was very clearly written from the perspective of somebody who doesn't live this type of life. Mm -hmm. And it was clear it was made in the nineties. There was almost, it almost got, Not that it shouldn't get a pass, but it almost did get a little bit of a pass for me. Like, I felt like I was able to enjoy it more knowing that maybe they were more, that it was coming from a naive place Mm -hmm. in the 90s. Like, they meant well, the people Mm -hmm. who made the movie. Were making, yeah. Um, But wow, is it fucking dated. A Mm -hmm. lot of the stuff they said, it's so cringy. That police officer? (laughs) Oh my God, that was shocking. (laughs) I, was like, I mean, oh. I think he was supposed to be bad, but yeah. No, he was he was definitely supposed to. And, but, <laughs> but, but just watching it like yeah. in 2020, you're just like, oh yeah, he's he's bad. <laughs> he's so bad. I do, so I do like funny. Yeah. I do <laughs> like that there is like um it does like um it is like it does have like its progressive moments too, though, of like when um Vita thinks that she kills the cop. Um, Noxima is like, oh no, white. Oh, we just killed a white off police officer. I mm-hmm. cannot be around this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it does sort of have that commentary that you weren't really seeing in 1995. Um, and this was a major. This was like a major. This was made by Amblem Entertainment, which was um, Steven Spielberg's company. Mm. So it was released by like a major company. Um, 
as a as a big as a big movie and it was like number one for the first two weeks so it was whoa um i think it's obviously like um it's a movie that's made for straight people i think um but um it 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 was a pretty big deal for the time that it came out i think mm-hmm. i was just gonna say um that i thought it was gonna be as soon as it started it started with like the scene of like the of crowning the the best drag queen of the year and it was like this huge number and stuff and i saw when it was made and i just immediately was like oh no this is going to be so cringy and the joke of this whole movie is going to be they're drag queens yeah but it i why did i say that (laughs) rich cut this out (laughs) no don't no wait i think what what is that they really don't make a joke about the drag queens I think that's a great point because like yeah. the jokes are mostly on the people not understanding mm-hmm. that they're drag queens or like yeah. understanding them. Like the jokes are on the people <laughs> on the straight people, I feel like. No, the, like I made, don't really feel like yeah. You made complete you made complete sense because I think yeah. that I forgot what I was that responding movie. to. What is my problem? Okay. <laughs> but going into that movie, because of the things that happened, uh, like because of the things that we had seen. Uh, prior to that time, like coming in, where like uh, homosexuality or just men dressing up as women was a joke. Mm-hmm. When you go into this movie and you see that the cast is like predominantly straight men and it's written by uh, people who don't know really anything about it, you you kind of do have like your guard up. You're expecting like, oh, this is about to, it's about to be the joke. They're about to play these characters up. So mm-hmm. when we watch it and we find out like, oh, they're going to play it they're playing it straight. They're not doing anything big. They're not making a joke out of it. The actual joke is from the, it's, it's on the people that aren't understanding of it, or it's showing like the bad side of like how, how humanity is towards it. Then it was like, Oh, okay. This movie is different <laughs> than what I expected <laughs> it to be. So yeah, no, no, I, you, you make complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was layered and it like felt r- real to it, to an extent. And mm-hmm. it just felt like that, like, the actors, I, they seemed like they were doing as as honest of a performance as they could. And I just thought that was so impressive for the 90s. Because you also said in the beginning, Peyton, that this was coming out of a time where it would stop being risky for a straight actor to play a gay role. But I feel like the 90s as a whole was risky. I don't even know if it was not risky up until... 10 years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I felt like it was, I felt like it was pretty early for, for people to be vying for this yeah. queer, queer role. So I was surprised to see that so I many that's so crazy. Um, big people had auditioned for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just last night, Kayla and I were talking about friends and how like the joke of Monica in the past was that she was fat. Like mm-hmm. that was the joke. Monica walks in in a fat suit and everybody laughs. Did she say anything? No. Literally nothing came out of her mouth. The audience is just losing their minds that mm-hmm. she's fat. Like that was later in the 90s. Like mm-hmm. this was like late 90s. So I I just think I'm nailing this down. I just keep like going in circles essentially, but it just reminded me because we were just talking about that last night that that the fact that this movie was number 1 for 2 weeks even for just 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in '95, and had such a stacked cast, and like a major production company made this movie. I think, and it, and it was really well done. 
I was like, that's so cool. I thought yeah. it was really cool, and it made me enjoy watching it way more, mm-hmm. too, once I, like, got into it, and I was like, okay, so this is actually, like, a like nice. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was scared. I was scared going yeah. in. And <laughs> as we continued to watch, I was like, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> also, I was just like, yeah, like you said before, the true shocker of casting for me, personally, I was just like, it was Wesley Snipes. I was just like, what's Wesley? <laughs> What's Wesley about to do? I just, <laughs> what's he about to do? And then Wesley came in. And then when when Wesley came in, the, the my favorite outfit of Noxima's was the uh, uh, the fringe, <laughs> the fringe yes. dress. Oh yeah. yes, that was also the most shape. That like okay before <laughs> all the other outfits Wesley wore. Wesley was giving me strong man in dress. <laughs> like that was like, <laughs> but when. When Wesley put on that friend's dress, I was like, there's some shape. That is, <laughs> that had, like, is. classic hourglass shape. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, love when Noxima wears the two-piece with her little belly coming out. <laughs> yes. I love that. I was like, there it is. That's I also cool. love I also love Fat Monica. I mean, obviously, Friends has not <laughs> aged very well, but I always thought that Courtney Cox looked better as Fat Monica than she did as, as regular <laughs> Monica. The thing that's fucked about this is that, like, I have this conversation a lot because we still watch Friends and, like, Friends is super problematic and super white and, like, so much of it, most of it doesn't age, but it's also, like, a comfort show. Mm-hmm. But also, the, the the gist is is that I think Courtney Cox playing, quote-unquote, Fat Monica, she's really funny. And I, like, find myself laughing at it. And then I'm like, I'm such a fucking hack. <laughs> but that I, like, was like once and I'm like I'm going now. Not home. to like not to like even <laughs> not justifying or like defending it, but like that like you said that was like a lot of comedy back then. And it was something whereas mm-hmm. like we got older, you had to like unlearn that that was that wasn't funny. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, or yeah. like you had to like you had to get rid of stuff cuz it was so much of it. Like I used to look at um and I still do but like I would watch in Living Color, but then you had like Damon Wayne and like David Allen Greer. They used to play like these two like gay characters, and they would make that was like the whole joke. Like they had like this look that was like <laughs> I hated it, but it was just like this little tuft of hair on Damon's head. I was just like, it's unnecessary. This is too much. And then you watch. We were rewatching the uh, Scary Movie series. I wow. love the Wayans. Growing up, I loved the Wayans. But we mm-hmm. were, and you watched it. And that was like every other joke. Every other joke was like, oh, gay. The first movie, especially. Like Sean's yeah. character in the first movie, he was like, the, the whole bit was that he was gay and he had a girlfriend and he kept making her do masculine things. He was like, put on this football uniform and tackle me. Like that. I was like, I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> I remember that scene. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and it was quoted all the time. Like everybody in school was just coming up and they would quote it. There's like everything was there. I mean, yeah, it was just truly. I think we watched it on 420 because we thought that we were all gonna be laughing at it, <laughs> and we just got so high. You just we got just, mad. We just and I was just like, well, we wasn't even mad. We were just like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> they had they no. had like there was like this unnecessary prince joke in like the first one where they were just like. There's a small effeminate man standing on sitting in, uh, on your porch or something like that. And we were just like, what? And then they opened the door and it was Prince. And I was just like, why? 
Why did Prince have to be in here? Because Prince is feminine. Get it? They're like, he had to be in there. It's fun. So funny. <laughs> I remember I watched that movie for the first time when I when it first came out at my friend's house. And she said, I have this R-rated movie. Do you want to watch it? And I was like, okay. And the only thing I remember was, sorry if this is too graphic, the cum shot when oh, Anna Ferris flies to the ceiling. That's the only <laughs> memory I have of that movie. It's no, burned in my the, brain forever. <laughs> it's that one, that scene, and then uh, in one of the later ones, it's one where this, I forgot her, the actress's name, but like she's having sex with a ghost. And the ghost yes. is just like dragging her Is it Tori Spelling? I think that's Tori Spelling. Yes, yeah, yeah. Tori Spelling. I think that's yeah. the second one, yeah. That's that right. And wild. she's like going up the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it just stayed in my head. So, yeah. I always watched I always watched Scary Movie 3 because that was the one that was like on TV all the time. I think that yeah. one was PG-13. God, I haven't seen any of those. So you recommend a rewatch? <laughs> I mean, you got to go into it. You go into it knowing that you're about to probably have your mouth open most of the time. <laughs> like, it's just like, that's about the, that's about the case of it. That's Mostly shocking. anything I watch with the Wayans nowadays, well, not even now, not nowadays. Cause like, even they had to like, I mean, the only one that's like truly still kicking hard is like uh, Marlon on uh, Netflix. He had that whole Adam Sandler-ish deal where they were like, make so many movies. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Please make all these movies. Make them all. (laughs) Make them all. Um, Jordan, you mentioned uh, quotes earlier. There's a lot of, um, uh, there's a few quotes that come from this movie that I think a lot of queer people have sort of latched on to and things like that. But one quote that um, my brothers and I are always laughing at <laughs> that we always mention is when, is when Patrick Swayze <laughs> comes, walks in on, um, on um, Stalker Channing in the kitchen and is like, girls, do you ever not cry in this room? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, I love this scene when I'm so sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you Jordan no 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 no. Um, I love the scene when they call out the boys too for not saying good afternoon oh my god yes grabs the the dick yes Yes. that main thug thug is the teacher from never been kissed and I always forget until I watch this movie again that's right problematic (laughs) teacher from never been kissed because he falls in love with her thinking she's a high schooler (laughs) sorry I love that movie but but I do love never been kissed that That is problematic when they got introduced that the 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 gang of guys that was terrifying as well yeah yeah when when Chi Chi was just off by herself and like oh they were like all coming out of the bushes I was like oh no what are they gonna do I know yeah I mean, like, we could assume, but I was like, is this going to be a really dark moment right now, halfway through the movie? I was like, don't do this. (laughs) Don't do this. Yeah. It's not. Also, I'm trying to. It does really feel out of place out of, like, the rest of the movie. Like, even with the cop scene, there is some levity to it. But in that scene with the guys, like, you really don't know what's going to happen to Chi-Chi. And it it does really pull me out a little bit Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. Chi-Chi has moments, though, where it's like, you are uh, 
I, I my friend Elias was watching it because Elias, you know Elias Rios, yes. Mm-hmm. I named her on the podcast. I did it. <laughs> yes, I did it. I did it. Um, but Elias was. We were watching it over at his place, and I think one of his things was that he felt like Chi Chi's character development was too fast, or like it was just weird. the way that Chi Chi came out at the top, where she was just like, "I don't need you guys." Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. blah. Just this. Wait, wait. When Chi Chi first came out, she was. Did she have like? Was it? I forget. Was it the adoration? Did she like adore those two? And then at some point she swapped, or was it just this whole thing where she was like, "I don't need you." At the beginning, she is is like kind of thankful for towards them. So they, so it's like um, it's like oh, little Latin boy in a dress, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they they out of the kind of another thing I like about this movie is like the support that you see from everybody. Mm-hmm. Like they all support each other. Um, so they decide to cash in their tickets so that they can all go together to California. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's re- uh, initially thankful um, of that. But then when things start going south, she's like, oh, no, I'm getting out of here. Like, I don't owe anything to you too, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then yeah, she does really have a quick turnaround of when she's sort of pursuing this relationship with this straight boy who doesn't necessarily know that she's a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Um and who a girl in town has a crush on. Um, and, and Vita sort of takes uh, umbrage with that and sort of tries to confront her about it. And she does have a quick turnaround. Um, I don't know. I think that like, it's probably something that would have been more sensitively um, executed had a queer person written it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is an interesting uh, story arc though. Yeah, that's what he he had brought that up, and I was just thinking. I was like, and when he said it, I was like, oh well, then. But honestly, that's like maybe the only thing I can really like be like, oh, oh yeah, it was pretty quick. But yeah. yeah, I love when um when uh Patrick Swayze rescinds the princess points from Chi Chi, and he goes like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think the image that stayed in my mind the most from the whole movie for some reason is just it's at the end when they all get up on the table <laughs> and they're just like walking towards the center. Yeah, they're Patrick like Swayze, Patrick Swayze in that moment is just so it's I want it to be a gift when he like first gets up on the table and he's just like yes yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I, I was just like that that stays in my head because he was it's so crazy that like Patrick, well, I mean, he's an actor and he's like really good at his craft, but he was like so in. Like his yeah. face was like so in. Like he, there was never a point where I was like, he's not Vita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that like, I know they're actors. They were all so good. But something about Patrick where I was like, D- has he maybe not known this side of him? But mm-hmm. like he was so, looked so comfortable as this character and seemed to take it so seriously. I mean, Obviously, it could just be the, that he was an actor, but there was something different about Patrick in this role. Mm-hmm. From I'm even almost, from the other actors, I'm almost wondering though, where it's like a lot of like the like heartthrob actors or something like that. They tend even by today, like it, I, I think they tend to like be in tune with the fact that like 
they are looked upon by like the queer community in some ways as like crushes or something like that or like there's like there's a fandom for them mm-hmm. and i wonder if you know patrick took that took this role for that reason in a way mm-hmm. and then kind of just like this was like his way of being like um i'm here for the community or something like that or like i'm this is me reaching out to like my other fans like in the other like the other instead of just like being eye candy for the women i'm also here like you know it's like that kind of thing mm-hmm. maybe that's interesting that's cool i i wonder he never yeah. i don't know if he had any interviews or anything about it but yeah maybe he did he had to right yeah they had to have some interviews about yeah. this yeah? Mm-hmm. i do think that um that it's nice because patrick swayze's part especially i mean he has some like really serious um scenes when it comes to like content, especially Mm -hmm. with um, Stalker Channing's abusive husband. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And, and I don't, I don't think we really see um, him play anything for a joke in the movie. I think, I think most of the time he's really playing it straight. Like we said before, and um, he's really taking it seriously, which I think is um, nice. The Adam's apple scene. Oh, I cried. I cried when I rewatched it. It made me yeah. care. Uh, and I, lo- oh my God, what, uh, what like an iconic moment when Soccer Channing comes out in that red dress with the red veil. Yes! <laughs> and there's a gif of it, of her taking the veil off and she's like, I am a drag queen. <laughs> I am a drag queen too. And I am a drag queen too. <laughs> Oh, like, what the fuck am I watching? But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this small town. I'm a drag queen to this like Or the fact I just remember when yeah, I just <laughs> I remember laughing so hard at when they were decorating the room and everybody was at the window. It was just like, everyone. <laughs> everyone was just at the window. I was like, okay. <laughs> Jesus, privacy. (laughs) (laughs) They did. Well, I feel like that town is is so small. It's just like that one stretch of road. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) And there's like 15 people that live there. Nazima was slowly chasing the old woman to return the photograph. That seems so funny. <laughs> and she goes, but I can't do the U-turn when the when the old lady starts doing a, U- a U-E. <laughs> Some of it felt like moments like that. I was like, I wonder if that was improvised because it seemed <laughs> seems like it could have been. But I guess that's just an improviser's brain is always wondering when they're doing improv movies. <laughs> but I do think that those kind of things of like that that could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. I do think that could have been a thing, though. I agree with you on that one, where it's just like that chase scene, the director did That wasn't in the script, okay? <laughs> no way, no how. The <laughs> writer couldn't think of that. There were a couple moments, too, when, like, the bug flew in Patrick Swayze's eye. Oh, I think I missed like, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember that. For a second. I was yeah. like, I feel like there were a lot of shots like that, or there, like, moments in dialogue where people improvise things, and maybe they kept them in because they felt... I don't know. More organic, yeah. More organic, yeah. Even the way that even the way that the three the three women talk to each other sometimes. Sometimes the way that they that their dialogue would overlap mm-hmm. almost it, it felt like they were having a real conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm also just like maybe just impressed by actors acting. 
<laughs> like they're doing it. My my standards are so goddamn low right now. <laughs> I I feel like mine are always like that for like movies and stuff. Because people will go and they'll be like, "Oh, that was a bad movie," and then I'll be like, "I liked it." Yeah. Because it's just like because it's just like um, I think that when you I've grown up with like the specific group of like older uh, black people that I've been around, like my parents, my grandparents, everybody, they all go to these movies. And like, no matter what the movie is, no matter how bad the movie is, they always walk out like, wow, that was amazing. They're going to give me an award. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so growing up with that, everybody's just like, like, um, I'm trying to think of one that like people just were like ragging on hard. I can't think of anything uh, right now, but I just imagine a movie that people have been like, that was awful. I oh, okay. Okay. A lot of people, I love this movie, but a lot of people didn't like Little, uh, the more recent one that just came oh, out. Oh, I still want to see it. Yeah. A I lot of people it. with Issa and uh, girl. the girl oh from, um, from Blackish. Blackish. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were just like ragging on that movie, didn't like it. I think, I, yeah. And then I walked out of the theater and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, <laughs> that was cinema. <laughs> She's going to go far. She's going to blow up today. <laughs> I was she like, this is, is so. That's the really second, second movie um, that references, or that we haven't actually talked about her, but Regina Hall is in both Scary Movie and Little. Regina oh, Hall. I love Regina also. Hall. I love Regina Hall. What I loved career. Little Jordan. I thought Little was so funny, and I mm-hmm. thought it was a lovely movie. I had a great time watching it. I thought Incredible. it was great. That's, but yeah, I'm just like, I was, I remember I came, I was leaving it. I was talking to some friends or something like that, and they were all just like, yeah, so what did you think? I thought it was, I thought it was like trash. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, no, far from trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so far from trash I don't think I could be friends with you and then I just like unfollowed them <laughs> on, on every platform but it was just like well for me it, yeah I think that the, the reason I'm like that though is because um, we don't I, I don't want to get uh, we don't have to dive too heavy on this but uh, predominantly most of like the black films that I grew up with watching and stuff, they're always educational. We're always playing somebody that's like in a historical point or like it's dealing with slavery or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that because it is history and it's something to talk about. But a lot of white films, they just get to have fun. You get movies like The Hangover, mm-hmm. you get movies like that. So when Girls Trip came out, that's why everybody was so excited. <laughs> they were just like, oh, wow, finally. A I love Girls movie. Trip. <laughs> They're like, finally, a fun. I, I watched that recently during the quarantine. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I get it. Everybody was happy about it. This is it. Oscars all around. <laughs> I was like, Tiffany Haddish in that movie. It's the truly, I, my favorite scene, and we played it so many times back to back, was uh, the fight scene in the casino. When oh, they're yeah. in the casino and they're having a fight. And then it was just like, Jada said something. I forgot what Jada said, but it was Tiffany. And, and it was just Tiffany walking away in those hills. I got to yeah. say. Just, <laughs> like, that was rolls? the choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the choice. The choice to do the yeah. foot roll. Because you know Tiffany could walk in hills. She can. But when she was walking away, it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> 
That, and then she came back. She was came back. She's like, thank you, little stanky yeah. debit card. I don't need <laughs> your debit card. Oh, and your God. ID. <laughs> I own that movie on Blu-ray, if anyone wants to oh. borrow that. Oh. I do. I want to borrow it. And I third, it Regina Hall movie. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> three, <laughs> three, Regina Hall. <laughs> she works. Regina Hall get, I works. I love Regina Hall. If we say, if we do one more, she pops up on this Zoom. <laughs> oh, wow, let's think of one. <laughs> I feel like um, Queen Latifah's in that too. And I feel like she had a few movies that were kind of like that. Like, I love The Last Holiday. Like, it's not, mm. it doesn't have anything to do with like her being a black woman or anything. It's Mm-mm, just like, it's just yeah. Having a good time traveling the yeah. world, having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Think she's gonna die? Spends a bunch of dough. Spends a bunch of dough. Still ends up with a bunch of dough. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, if it's spoiled for you, you had so much time to watch it. It's an old movie now. <laughs> I own that on Blu-ray too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <tight>. um, <laughs> uh, so fun fact: Regina Regina Hall was actually in the hallway when they were filming that movie. No. No, I just can't work. She worked that <laughs> way. She, <laughs> she's just standing in the hallway. She's <laughs> waiting for something that she was going to do. Like she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Regina Hall was just around. She wasn't doing anything in particular, but she was there. So, <laughs> she probably got a cool mill for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool mill. Uh, um so do we have any more thoughts on um on to wong fu before we start wrapping up any um moments or, or things that stood out for us i think we i think we hit the the hard ones for me like the top like yeah. the top ones for me i wish i i wish i was smart and did my homework <laughs> the night no, before no no you did great oh gosh, no you were yeah. perfect I wish I, yeah. I wish I studied. <laughs> <laughs> you're perfect. You're perfect just as you are. Ah, um, <laughs> um, so here at Queer Movie Night, we like to um, rate the movie a couple different ways. The first is that we um, rate it on the Vito Russo uh, scale, which is um, sort of a Bechtel type test. Um, about uh, that covers queer representation in film. Okay. So the first rule is that is that it has to have um, queer identifying characters. The second is that um, the queer characters have to have personality traits other than being queer. Mm-hmm. And the third is that removing them from the film um, would change the plot significantly. So mm-hmm. I would say that this movie probably passes all three of those pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah, they definitely were so not they were just they were more than queer <laughs> they were they, yeah they had their yeah. own yeah yeah so that's good yeah 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 I they agree. had their own personalities and i think they were they were surprisingly layered i feel like they really did they had some meat to them you know <laughs> i was like yeah. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> we also rate the movie based on the kinsey scale I am zero being completely heterosexual and six being completely homosexual and the gayer the better Mm. so yeah and And, um just to help you out jordan if you've never oh go ahead are you okay no i'm totally fine sorry (laughs) just to help you out i usually base this on um how well i think the movie 
um, handled queer representation. Mm -hmm. So it can, it can be based on how much you just enjoyed the movie, but also based on um, how you think the portrayal was in the movie. Okay. Um, okay. So I can go first if you don't want to go first, Deb. Yeah. Please. You, you <laughs> um, I think that I would give this movie a four and a half um, yeah. on the Kinsey scale because I, 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 I'm very nostalgic for this movie because I watched it when I was younger um, and and had a positive response to it. Um, but I definitely do agree that I think it's dated. There's there's a lot of um, conversations in the movie where it's like, mm, that's not really like how we would talk about it now. Um, it's, it's very, um, it is like um, confusing the way that they portray drag queens as opposed to um, people who live their lives as women. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, also there's not, not that there needs to be, um, any like romantic, uh, figures for the characters, but like, it would have been nice if like one of the characters ended up with like a love interest that like worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I, I think it is very clear that this is a movie, uh, a queer movie that's made um, to be consumed by straight people. Um, and um, it's not necessarily a film that is, um, it, it, it shows queer people in a positive light, but it's not necessarily showing a layered, um, nuanced queer experience. Mm -hmm. That was a great answer. That was Thanks. Good. That was good. And yeah. like, I was like that kid in class that was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I think I'm gonna go with four and a half too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just oh my god, that's, and I was that's what like, I got too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that makes total because it is, it is very much that movie that's like, yes, there are queer characters. Yes, it's dealing with like uh, queer topics and stuff like that. But also at the same time, it is a movie that makes uh, queerness pa palatable to um, straight, like the hetero uh, community. Because it's like easily Chi-Chi and that guy could have been a romantic thing. But because they didn't want to make, uh, because they didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable, I'm assuming with like uh queer romance on the screen or something like that they mm -hmm. definitely were like oh we could well maybe this is the thought that he thinks that chi chi's a woman for the longest time and then he realizes it but then he's like he also ends up with a woman it still remains hetero in that sense yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. we never see any um we never see any intimacy between men in a romantic type of way in this film mm -hmm. which i didn't think about until until you just mentioned that Except maybe Robin Williams uh, flirting with Chi Chi, but that's about it. Oh God, I forgot about his one <laughs> scene. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Where wow. when was when was uh, Birdcage made? I think I, I think it might have been after this movie. Okay, um, it's definitely very like the type of movie is like very reminiscent. I feel like of the birdcage, the mm -hmm. birdcage was made a year later in 1996. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. And Robin Williams had actually been 
offered uh, the Vita role as well, but Robin Williams said that he was too hairy to play Vita. I'm sorry, that's your excuse? <laughs> okay, Robin. I'm just kidding, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. If that's what your decision was, it's fine. <laughs> but you missed out. <laughs> no, he had a he had a good career. <laughs> Are you okay, Deb? Yeah, my dog was just having nightmares, and I Aww. was watching him. Do you know when you are watching a dog have nightmares and the noise they're making? And his he was like so shaking. Sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just went up and I woke him up and told him it was gonna be okay. Oh, baby, he doesn't understand what I'm saying. But... <laughs> I would love to see a dog's nightmare. Like I just want to see what it is. <laughs> what it what it is? <laughs> yeah, I just imagine it's like. <laughs> The one that's coming to mind right now is just like they got like that that stick with like a piece of meat hanging on a string and they're chasing <laughs> it, but they can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my dog nightmare. That'll be my dog nightmare. <laughs> 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 oh man. It's okay. It's okay. Um did you want to give your rating, Deb, before you wrapped up? I agree with everything you said. I was gonna give it um, <laughs> I was gonna give it a <laughs> I was, and this was maybe, okay. It was, <laughs> oh my God. I was between a four and a five. Yeah. That's four and a half. That's 4.5. That's your answer. <laughs> I, was, I, I was sitting there trying to think of a number. And, I, and then when you said it, I was like, oh four no, that five. is it. Yeah. I'll take it. I wrote it down, actually. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, thank you so much for doing this, Jordan. Is there anything yes, that you... you you would like to plug while you're here? I know you just mentioned you're um, you're involved in a web series. Would you like to plug that? Uh, the show is Code Switch. I'm reading it right here. It's a comedy drama that follows the interconnected lives of five South Asian American roommates and friends trying to blaze their own trails in the world of high expectations, fleeting relationships, and gentrified workplaces. Uh, <laughs> nice. It should be released eventually. But right now, yeah, they're doing a live stream. It started at eight. Uh, somebody's time. <laughs> oh wait, no, it would be. You're eight. missing it. It'd right be now? Chicago time. No, 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 no. It's gonna be on there, and I could just zip it okay. back. Okay. <laughs> I just won't be. Able, I'm not gonna jump in that comment thread, which I wasn't gonna do anyway. <laughs> well, we appreciate you for being here so much. Um, and do you wanna? Me. Of course, do you wanna plug any social media, your Twitter, anything? Um. My uh, Instagram name is dude with the abolitionist part. Uh, I used to do that. I used to have it because I used to put a part in my fro, but now I don't even wear my fro that much. It's always twisted. So it's just the name. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, And then my Twitter, which I don't really know if I'm ready for people to like follow it yet because. Oh, that's okay. You don't have to share it. No, but I'm going to, you know. Um, (laughs) It's dude with the fear of birds. Uh, nice. I'm trying to keep a LLC. It's dude with the, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> is, LL, is LLC what I want? <laughs> is that what I mean? I have no uh, idea, but sure. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Rich, cut that out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jordan, um, do you have a separate Instagram for your art? Because you're an amazing artist as well. Well, I, so I was realizing that, like, I was like, I do have a separate Instagram for my artists, uh, at Staff 40 and Works. 
I'm sorry. But I barely, I uh, barely post on it anymore because I put out my art on dude with the abolitionist part now. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm trying to condense everything together. I also have, people have been following this one and it was, I was so hype about reading, you know? I was like, I'm going to read. I want to recommend so many books. And I made, also have an Instagram page called dude with a library card. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't made a post on there since February because it's been so hard to read (laughs) right now. I just like, I can't focus on the book. I can't do it. But like everybody's been roasting me suddenly like, delete it <laughs> just get rid of the page <laughs> you're not reading you only read 10 books and it's only on that page and i was like 10 books is a lot okay? that's a, a lot that and is that a window good and that uh-huh. window of time that i started that 10 mm-hmm. books is a lot they're all ya novels and they're all they're all written <laughs> by like queer authors uh yes that's all i want to read you know yes mm-hmm. I, just got a, I just got a new one it's called how it all blew up i got oh nice i've seen okay. the cover for that yeah yeah, nice. yeah. So I'm I'm reading that one right now. And uh yeah, but that's those are my those are my plugs. Great. Thank you so much. Um everybody can follow Queer Movie Night on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer Movie Night. Um you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan on Twitter and at Deborah D Bag on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Um <laughs> The next episode we have has not been determined yet, but we're going to have some holiday treats for you in December. So just you wait. Treats? Holiday yes, treats? Yes, you wait. Yes. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's Jordan. In the, that's in the actual key that Lin-Manuel does. <laughs> so good. Your brain is incredible. Just you wait. Just, Just you. you wait. <laughs> only only Broadway music, only Broadway star that can talk. In the same. middle there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jordan. You've been the Thank best. Thank you for having me. Y'all. Yes. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.